You're listening to the Quince podcast. Post the 2022 assembly election results, two things became abundantly clear from the final scoreboard. First, that the BJP continues to be a formidable force, and second, that the Congress party seems to be in a free fall of crisis. And to rectify this crisis on 16th March, a group of 18 Congress leaders, a mix of G20 dissidents and others, met at senior Congress leader Gulam Nabi Azad's house. Here, they decided that the grand old party needs a quote-unquote collective, inclusive leadership. They demanded that the Congress needs to be proactive to create a platform with other quote-unquote like-minded parties to take on the BJP in 2024. Before this a Congress working committee as well the party's top decision making body also held a meeting on 13 March the 5 hour long meeting however reached the deja vu conclusion of the party leadership consisting of Sonia Gandhi Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi Vadra offering to step down from their respective roles and then the CWC unanimously refusing to accept the resignations and passing a resolution to let them continue now the question of a congress without the gandhi at the helm has been compounding over the years especially after g20 leaders stood up in 2020 demanding sweeping organizational change but the question after every meeting has remained unanswered and the resounding rejection of the party in the recently concluding elections poses the next big question where does the congress go from here is a change in leadership the only answer to move ahead joining me today to discuss this are political analyst and senior journalist arthi jarth and javed ansari get tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and i'm your host himmat It didn't take long after the election results for one of the Congress's ginger group, the G20, to trade barbs with the party leadership. On 16 March, senior Congress leader Kapil Sibal, who has in the past been outspoken about a leadership change, said in an interview with the Indian Express that he wants a quote-unquote "sabki Congress" while others want quote-unquote "ghar ki Congress." On the same day, 18 leaders, including some of the G23, met at former leader of opposition Gulam Nabi Azad's residence to work out the group's future strategy and the party's poll debacle. Names like Anand Sharma, Kapil Sibal, Manish Tiwari, Sashi Tharoor, and Sandeep Dixit were in the attendance. And for the first time, they made the meeting official by issuing a statement signed by these 18 leaders, which stated that "quote unquote the only way forward is for the Congress Party to adopt the model of collective and inclusive leadership and decision making at all levels." End quote. However, each time the party leadership has offered to step down from their roles, the familiar chorus of CWC rejecting it has played. And this constant repetition of the same script after every election debacle begs this question: Is a Congress without a Gandhi at the helm possible? We took this question to political analysts and senior journalists R.C. Jarrett and Javed Ansari. Both stated that a change in leadership is not the answer to the Congress crisis. Arthi Jarrett says that the Congress needs to conduct a deep introspection and needs to realize the reality that it is not the party to create a pivot for an opposition front to fight the BJP in 2024. Look, I think this myth that has been perpetuated that the party cannot do without the Gandhis because the Gandhis are the glue that bind the party together uh, is really now coming apart. Uh, as we've seen, even with the Gandhis at the helm of affairs, uh, just in the last one year, we've seen uh, you know prominent leaders like Jyotiraditya Sindhya, RPN Singh, Jitin Prasad, and so on leave the party. So I mean, clearly, it's not not really the glue, and that the party can't do without the Gandhis. No, I don't think the answer really lies in changing the leader because who will they replace the Gandhis with? 
I mean, do you know, will they replace it with a Kapil Sibyl or a P. Chitamram or, a, you know, A.K. Anthony who's now retire, announces retirement or a Sachin Pilot or, the, you know, a Milindera. I mean, I, I really don't think that's the answer to the, the Congress. I think the Congress needs to do much deeper introspection. It's not just a question of leadership. Today, what you're looking at is that the Congress is no longer the national alternative to the BJP. So if we're looking at the forthcoming elections in 2024, the Congress is not the party that can be the pivot of any kind of uh, opposition front that may be created to fight Modi and the BJP in the general elections that year. The Congress is not the pivot. The, but that does not mean that the Congress is dead. There are many pockets in which the Congress is still alive and kicking. And if you look even at the recent assembly election results in Uttarakhand, in Goa, in Manipur, the Congress is the number two party. Yes, it's got wiped out in, in Punjab and it's got completely you know, extinguished in UP. But in these other three states, it is still a force and it is the second force to the BJP. Similarly, if you look at the elections that are coming up ahead, Karnataka, uh, well, first Himachal, then Gujarat, then Karnataka, and then, of course, uh, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, and Chhattisgarh at the end of 2023. In all these states, the primary challenger to the BJP is the Congress Party. There is no ARP there or any kind of regional force that, that challenges the BJP. So I think really the best bet for the Congress is something along the lines of what the G23 is suggesting, a collective leadership of regional leaders in these states where the Congress is still a robust and vibrant fighting party, a collective leadership of these regional leaders who can sit down together and devise a, a, a strategy to strengthen the party in these states and move forward. The question right now for the Congress is not of revival. The question is of survival. You know, I mean, in, in Punjab, it is finished. In UP, it is finished. And, you know, if it doesn't do something, it's going to be finished in all these other states because, as you know, Ahmadi Party is already trying to enter Himachal and uh, Gujarat and take over the space that the, BJ, that the Congress occupies. So they need to survive right now. And that's what they must concentrate on. Javed Ansari says that unfortunately the Gandhis are the glue that is holding the party together, but that there are deeper problems in the organization than just who sits at the helm. You know, if your question is whether the uh, can Congress function without a Gandhi, it's, they have functioned in the past. So I, uh, miss Mr. Narsim Rao, and even earlier, but uh, you know, the way the Congress party is structured, unfortunately, I, I mean, the Gandhis are the glue that holds it together. This is another matter that even that the Gandhis are now being questioned. And after these string spread of losses, as it should be, every leader should be accountable and must be held accountable. So, I mean, nobody in this world is, is indispensable. But if the, if, the question, if the question is that, is the removal of the Gandhis the answer to the Congress party's problems? It's a big no, no in capital letters, because the Congress party's problems go far deeper. Today, you may remove the Gandhis and bring in XYZ. I don't want to take names, but just about anybody. It, it's not as if suddenly the Congress, there'll be an upturn and 
upswing in the Congress party's fortunes. That's not going to happen overnight. The, the Congress has a lot of repair work to do. It, it needs to rebuild. It needs to reinvent itself. And therefore, that the problem is not just the freedom. It goes far deeper. The Congress, there has to be clarity about the message, clarity about the messenger, clarity about the methods employed and the means. And, you know, the Congress needs to be clear about what, what it stands for. I'll, gi I'll give you a sporting example when cricketers or footballers or, or boxers or tennis players, especially cricketers and tennis players, when they go out of form, they go back to basics. The Congress must rediscover its roots, must rediscover what it stood for. There is a lot of, there's no clarity. The leadership and the party appear out of sinch. Rahul Gandhi drew that fine line distinction between Hindutva and Hinduism, but his own, there were several leaders from his own party who were, thinking, who were echoing a totally different line. So you need to sit together, brainstorm, come, come up with answers to this new reality that is dawning upon all of us, to this, to the new political reality. Look, this is a, a fact of life, whether we like it or lump it. This is a fact of life and the Congress party needs to come up with, the, with new tools to tackle it. You can't use the 1940 the methods that were that paid dividends in the 70s, 80s to, to tackle to, today's political issues. You have to devise new methods. You have to devise a new method. You have to look at, at the things differently. Mr. Ansari also touched upon the party's performance in the past few years and that leaders should be held responsible for the losses. Now, the Congress seems to be in a never-ending freefall, having faced rejection 40 times since 2014, according to an Indian Express report. However, this was not always the case. When Sonia Gandhi took over the Congress in 1998, the party ruled only three states, Madhya Pradesh, Odisha and Mizoram. By 2004, it returned to power at the centre and by 2014, it was in power in nine states. But today, the Congress is worse off than it was in 1998, ruling only two states, Rajasthan and Chhattisgarh. Now, there is a Congress Working Committee, which is the highest executive authority, which keeps the party in check. And two days after the election results were announced, the CWC met on 13 March, where they discussed the electoral losses in all five states, which went to polls. And the focus, of course, was Punjab, where AAP decimated the Congress party. Gulam Nabi Azad began by questioning the Congress's move in Punjab, stating that former CM Captain Amrinder Singh should have been removed much, much earlier. Azad reportedly also said that former Uttarakhand Chief Minister Harish Rawat should have been freed from his organizational responsibility in Punjab so that he could concentrate on his home state, which the Congress also lost by a big margin. However, Arthi Jarrett believes that the CWC process is turning futile and that despite these meetings, there seems to be no headway made in the party. I mean, uh, we have seen the Congress go through this so-called introspection process after so many election defeats. And there have been these various committee reports that have been submitted to the leadership. I think the most prominent and important one being the Anthony Committee report. Uh, but, you know, we never heard uh, what the reports contain. The Congress doesn't seem to have discussed the reports or tried to implement any of the uh, suggestions and recommendations that may have been made by all these committees that were set up to inquire into the defeats. Also, we found that every time the Congress loses an election, uh, you know, Sonia Gandhi, who has been the Congress president now for uh, almost two decades, she blames on um, infighting and uh, lack of cohesion and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Well, I mean, if that is the reason every time, surely by now, 
you know, the Congress should have attended to this thing of infighting and uh, not being able to, you know, sort of function as a cohesive, united uh, unit. Uh, it doesn't seem to have attended to that problem at all. But I think this time, uh, the questions about the leadership are much more serious than they have ever been. Uh, and despite the, the attempt to kind of reaffirm faith in the leadership of the Gandhis, I think that across the board uh, in the Congress, there are many, many, many people who doubt that the Congress, that the Gandhis can lead the party anymore. So I think this is really the worst crisis ever for the Gandhis in terms of the you know, their capability as leaders of the Congress party. Mr. Ansari is of the opinion that the CWC is integral to the party and that there are now and then some headways made to better the party's performance. No, I, I won't say that it's futile. Some headway appears to have been made at the last meeting. Not only did it give an opportunity to everybody to vent their opinion, express their opinion, give their reasons for the defeat, as a result of that meeting, the Gandhis have also begun to reach out. Today, there was an hour and a half long meeting between former Haryana Chief Minister, Mr. Bupinder Huda and Rahul Gandhi. We are given to understand that contact has also been made with Mr. Gulam Nabi Azad and a meeting between Mrs. Gandhi and Gulam Nabi Azad could either take place today or in, the, or in a day or two. So some kind of reproach, some effort is being made. It does appear that their voices have been heard and the Gandhis are now, even at this late stage, willing to take cognizance and try and accommodate, try and become a lot more inclusive. We will, know, we will only know once it's done. So I do not subscribe to that view that CWC is futile in the absence of any other, this is the highest decision-making body. And uh, in the absence of an elected body, this, this appointed body of 21, 23 odd people plus invitees goes up to 50, 50 plus. So this is, as, this is pretty wide ranging. And if, if there is a frank and free discussion, then perhaps, and if the leadership of the day takes note, then something can come out of it. In its statement, the 18 leaders on 16 March also stated that, quote-unquote, in order to oppose the BJP, it is necessary to strengthen the Congress party and that the party should, quote-unquote, initiate dialogue with other like-minded forces to create a platform to pave the way for a credible alternative for 2024, end quote. Now, the idea of a united Congress front is not new and was most recently even discussed before the Goa Assembly elections. In early January this year, the word on the street in Goa was that the Mamta Banerjee-led Trinamool Congress extended an offer of alliance to the Congress. However, this deal soon crumbled after senior Congress leaders denied receiving such an offer. But let's toy with this idea of a united Congress for a moment here and poke it with this question. Does the idea of an opposition needs to change, especially in the run-up to the 2024 general elections, for it to defeat the BJP? Do regional parties like the TMC in Bengal, the Shiv Sena in Maharashtra, the DMK in Tamil Nadu or the UDF in Kerala need to come together with the Congress to pose as an alternative? Arti Jarat says that the BJP's real challenge comes from the regional parties like the TMC or the DMK. But as long as it controls states like Uttar Pradesh, Bihar and Madhya Pradesh, where the bulk of the Lok Sabha seats are, it will be difficult to counter the Safran party.
Look, it's very difficult to predict what is going to happen in 2024. There is no question that the real challenge to the BJP comes from states where there are strong regional leaders, like Mamta Banerjee in Bengal, like uh, Stalin in Tamil Nadu, like uh, uh, Naveen Patnaik in Orissa, uh, you know, Thakare and Sharad Pawar in Maharashtra, and, and so on. But the fact is that the BJP still controls the heartland. And the heartland is where the bulk of the seats is. UP with 80 seats, Bihar with 40 seats, uh, Madhya Pradesh with you know, 30 seats, uh, Rajasthan with 25 seats. If you add it all up, you know, it's the BJP, and these are all states in which the BJP is fighting the Congress, which at the moment is looking like it's really going down. So, you know, I mean, that, that's roughly about 170 to 200 Lok Sabha seats, where the BJP is in pole position to win. So it's already starting with this big advantage. So even if you put all the regional players together, unless, you know, they can um, get something going in this heartland, uh, it's going to be difficult, really. The numbers just don't add up in favor of a... Uh, you know, opposition front. Mr. Ansari believes that the idea for United Congress is possible only when the regional parties let go of the differences, personal ambitions and the question of leadership. Look, let, let's be very clear. There is no single party in this country which alone on its own can take on and defeat the BJP. Unless 90%, if not 100%, if unless these major opposition parties can come together, sink, sink their differences, and form a broad-based national alliance, pre-poll alliance, not a post-poll alliance, only then will they have a semblance of chance. And for that to happen, they need to first forget about who will be leader and what the, the first priority should be to, to defeat the BJP. So, and in order to do that, they will have to sink their personal ambitions, their own ambitions on whether the TMC will get uh, will contest 200 seats so the Congress will contest 353. Just forget all that. They will have to, whoever is strong in whichever seat should be, everybody else should rally around them. Do they have it in them? The jury is still out. As Mr. Ansai stated, the jury is still out where the Congress is headed. But the questions we discussed in this episode are crucial to answer for the party to survive. For more updates on the story, stay tuned to the Big Story Podcast. This is our last episode of this week, so enjoy a great long weekend ahead and a happy and safe holy from all of us at The Quint. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to The Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.